The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to Retro Pop, your one-stop shop for all things that are retro and uh, pop culture. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by uh, the other rowdy one himself, Mr. Matt Johnson. You know, when you think you've got the answers, I change the questions. Well, that's... Right, we're here to kick some ass and uh, chew some bubble gum. But guess what? We're all out of ass. <laughs> There's no ass here. No ass. <laughs> we're two asses, actually. You know what? That's fair. Uh, you're right. Yeah, we are. There's actually asses. a lot of it. Come to think of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, on this episode, this is the beginning of uh, of sports month. We might as well say. And uh, which is uh, which makes sense, right? Because as of this recording, it is a countdown uh, less than uh, less than well, like a day away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, when this episode drops, it'll be Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we're gearing up towards WrestleMania. NBA yeah. is getting to a fun stretch. Baseball starting up soon. Hockey's, you know, getting towards that final stretch. So. It's a great time uh, to be a sports to be a sports person, and yeah, I, I think yeah. I really do like the timing of all this. Oh, the Madness. Olympics are going on. The Olympics are going on. Yeah, the Olympics are going on. The madness of March is just around the corner. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff happening in the sports world. So, uh, of course, I decided to uh, cover uh, one of my favorite legends, uh, and honestly, in pop culture, because he kind of transcended his uh, his sport. And that would be Rowdy Roddy Piper. So let's kind of get into our personal history with the Rowdy one himself. You know what? The only thing I didn't get, I didn't get a tree for you to climb up and down like a monkey, like you want to do. You want to be a big shot? I'll get you a tree next time. You want a banana? Have a banana. What do you want, man? Am I making fun of you? Whoa. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. All right, so for me, I think this kind of happens with most wrestling fans, Matt. When you're a kid, uh, it's mainly most of those good guys that you love, right? Like, uh, obviously, uh, when I was young, that's when Hulkamania was running wild, brother, and I was uh, drinking that Kool-Aid, you know? Uh, I was all all about Hulk Hogan. But then when you get older, and if you stick with wrestling, uh, you start realizing just how awesome these bad guys are. Mm-hmm. Like just how cool they are, uh, just how great they are at just uh, uh, the stuff they say and all this. And the first bad guy that ever caught my attention in that way was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, he was, you know, from uh, all his little, uh, you know, his talk show, what if you want to call that a talk show, segments on the WWF at the time, uh, to his movies. Uh, I just thought this guy was was just awesome. Like I have became a big fan through all that stuff. Uh, I dare say he is in my top five favorite ever pro wrestlers for sure. He's definitely making my uh, Mount Rushmore for me, oh, yeah. my personal Mount Rushmore. I could agree with that. Yeah, despite never really winning the big title, right? He's one of those. Uh, you know, there's those are the people in sports who really fascinate me, Matt. In any sport are those who were just like just right there but never won it you know uh you and i are very very much alike in that i think it's really easy to like people who win championships it's too easy i think i think you have a unique perception if you can like people who don't win all the time don't have all the accolades so we're we're very like-minded in that regard 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in other sports, uh, Charles Barkley is my all-time favorite basketball player. He's never won a championship. He got right there, but a man called Michael Jordan stopped him. Uh, then we, uh, you know, uh, and that's just not the only instance of, of that. There's been plenty of times where, uh, like in NASCAR, right? Uh, when NASCAR was huge, I was really into it. I mean, I had to be. I'm born and raised in North Carolina uh, during the 90s, right? So, if you, <laughs> so that's definitely NASCAR time. I was a big, and this is my dad's fault, a big Mark Martin fan, right? He was like my favorite all-time race car driver. And that dude finished second so many times uh, to the championship. Uh, you know, uh, like you came so close to winning the whole thing so many times. And it was, and it broke my heart every year. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was so good. He was so consistent. Uh, but those are the people that I'm oddly drawn to. Like, I just think their careers are more fascinating you know, more interesting. Sure. I mean, we, in any sport, uh, we kind of judge the athletes by, uh, you know, by like championships. Right. Uh, that's definitely the thing that qualifies them, you know? Uh, but I, I, you know, just everybody, I think everybody has a fascinating story. Uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper never won the big title, but you're not going to sit there. I dare you to find, a wrestling fan who loves the history of pro wrestling that wouldn't say that Roddy Roddy Piper was a legend, right? Yeah. Um, anybody who went against that, I, I would, and I hate using this ter- this phrasing, but I don't think they know much. They don't really truly know pro wrestling. And yeah. I, and there are people like even in, we know what pro wrestling is. They will still sit there and debate and be like, oh, why weren't they ever champion and stuff like that. But no, he's yeah. a bona fide legend, hall of famer, um, I was really, yeah. And we're going to talk about, you know, this point, but yeah, it was, his when I don't get hurt by celebrity deaths much, but when he went, it, yeah, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely one that really hit me, uh, in the gut for sure. Uh, it wasn't expected and, uh, just felt way too soon. Uh, yeah. sadly, that's something as a wrestling fan, we experience a lot though. A lot. We're always, we've almost become numb to it. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the name, I think, you know, but uh, so let's kind of get into our uh, get into the history of Rowdy Roddy Piper. One of the most successful shows ever, possibly in the history of shows. And, of course, I'm creeping up on the back of uh, Mr. T. I can tell you that because it's got it written right here on the back of your chair. Mr. T, hello. I know you can hear me, and I don't mean to bother you. My name's Hot Rod. Of course, you'll know who I am. And I know who you are because your name's written on the back of the chair, and I'm assuming that that's there so you don't get lost. They told me to come down here and talk to you because what you got here is this great, successful show then you guys are portraying these bad guys and they wanted to know since i am a bad guy actual in real life and i do beat people folks up for a living roderick what they george to toombs was born on april 17th 1954 in uh one of the greatest named places ever saskatoon <laughs> it is a fun name yeah saskatoon which is in canada that's right i want to go ahead and break quote unquote kayfabe here and now uh the guy was from canada which is not what i think a lot of people think my uh, i was telling my mom uh, who really liked wrestling during this era i was telling her about uh you know about him and she goes oh i thought he was from uh scotland because he's all you know that's what everybody thinks but no uh, the dude's from canada don't tell her about yokozuna i never will uh you know, sometimes ignorance is truly bliss. <laughs> uh, his dad was a police officer for a railroad. And so they actually kind of traveled around a lot. And it was very difficult for him to make or keep friends because of this. And he was getting a lot of scraps, right? You know, a lot of fights and stuff like that. Because he's uh, usually like the new kid kind of just showing up. And anybody who's ever going from as a kid going from one environment to another know how difficult that is that is not easy no no it is not um but to kind of cope with stuff he actually when he was six years old learned to play bagpipes so he was a legit bagpipe player he could actually play those things Uh, and when he reached high school he joined the wrestling team and that kind of you know gets his juices flowing a little bit when it comes to wrestling However, his home life 
wasn't the greatest, right? So he would actually end up leaving his his house and his parents uh, at a very young age, in his early teens. He would just <laughs> just go up and leave, which Matt, which is something that with his generation of people, I hear that a lot in a lot of these people's stories, right? Like, well, I left home when I was you know 13, 14, and I was on my own at that age, and I couldn't possibly imagine that <laughs> oh no i'd be yeah we wouldn't be talking right now if i was gone at that age you know living out of homeless or living out of a vehicle or stuff like that i there's no way in heck there's no way in heck i could have pulled did something like that yeah same here uh, i wouldn't have the testicular fortitude to do that i'm just going to use wrestling terms all <laughs> the time. no please do uh, so uh he gets to be 15, right? He doesn't have his own place. Obviously he's 15 years old. So he's living in a youth hostel. And that's just a place where kind of like a homeless place for youth basically. And that's, and it's here when one of the priests that works there uh, tells him, Hey, you know, you can make 25 bucks uh, for, for getting into wrestling for each wrestling match. We'll give you 25 bucks for it. And, uh, for a 15 year old who has having a hard time coming up with money, uh, uh, you're going to, you're going to try it. And that's a lot of what, what, what 25 you said or 50, yeah, 25, $25. you know, and that's, you got to think or about Canadian, that time Canadian is yeah. time period to inflation or not yeah. inflation, but oh well, yeah, I guess in a way inflation, but, but how much that money meant back then? Yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad living. I know people who used to, you know, well, I don't know him personally, but you hear people who just work construction for 25 bucks of, you know, every couple days or in a week and, and, or, you know, or for just for a lot, much hard, you know, a lot, much more difficult work. So yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's a pretty good, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good grab there. And so he becomes a professional wrestler. Uh, and since he can play the bagpipes, that automatically means that Matt knows this from pro wrestling. If you have something in your real life that you can do uh, or something that kind of uh, if you have a certain look or, uh, you know, there's something about you that they can make into a gimmick. Guess what? It's going to be made into a gimmick. For sure. For sure. And yeah, so it, it helps you. It helps you stand out. It really yeah. does. It makes it. Makes so he became, yeah. So he became Roddy the Piper because bagpipes <laughs> writes itself, Matt writes itself. Matt, what were you? Oh, so just so everybody knows, uh, behind the scenes, Matt uh, was actually a professional wrestler. So. I did. Uh, mine was Maverick Matt Milan, but my first character was basically me coming out with my high school letterman's jacket and doing the whole amateur wrestling shtick. That's what I'm talking about. So. That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so uh, he actually starts wrestling, and he just keeps doing it, right? And eventually he's able to wrestle pretty much all over North America. He's going through the United States. He's going through Canada. He's going through Mexico. And it's also during this time that he finds out, Hey, he's, he's a natural heel, right? So that's when Rowdy Roddy Piper is born. Uh, Heels, by the way, Matt, uh, again, Matt, we're going to lean on Matt's expertise here a lot in this pro wrestling talk. Uh, Matt, who has more fun heels or, or baby faces? I think heels definitely. It is so easy to be a heel. Yeah. Um, but man, if you can get creative and really get some like extensive booze, garbage thrown at you. Um, and back in that time period, maybe, you know, a, a attacked, maybe having a gun pulled on you. That's the kind of heat that you want. And it's a, it, it, it makes for good stories someday. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he would go on to actually have his life threatened multiple times. Yeah, oh, him and many, many others, man. It, yeah. it, it, it is fun to be a heel. It's, I don't know, people just naturally don't like people that they don't know. And you just, and if you can really like stick it to them, yeah. oh, it's the greatest feeling. Greatest. Feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also during this era, too, I mean, we're getting to the late 70s, 80s. This is still when everybody thought this stuff was completely real, completely legit. You know, uh, they took it all for all these things that were happening in the ring or around the ring. And so this is also the time where being a baby face, man, you're the one who made all the money, right? Like you could, because uh, you could set up shop, you can sell your stuff uh, and people would actually buy it. Because this is when people, 
we're just all about the baby faces and the heels were there to set up the baby faces and help them out so the, while it's more fun during this era to be a heel you make a lot more money being a baby face 100 percent. yeah that didn't change for a long long time i would actually dare so say that roddy piper put that aspect on the trend down the road yeah but um but yeah it, it it would become much longer until until that that became financially rewarding yeah uh he would go on to have and this is like pre wwf he would go on to have like a lot of really uh big rivalries and stuff even before he gets to the big the quote-unquote the big company uh like with greg the hammer valentine they had a very a famous dog collar match. Uh, you know, that was actually on the very, one of the things I saw was this was on the very first wrestling pay-per-view ever. Starcade one, they wrestled. Um, I'm not sure if it was the dog collar match, but it, it, it obviously could have been, but they wrestled on the very first Starcade, which was one of the flagship WCW pay-per-views. Obviously at this time, it's just NWA, um, yeah. but it would become a, a big time WCW uh, pay-per-view. He also had a, pretty heated rivalry with the guerreros uh, the guerreros not just eddie he's probably eddie's probably the one most people are familiar with uh because and you should be because that dude was freaking fantastic Amazing. but uh, the whole family uh has a proud lineage of pro wrestling and um apparently he had a pretty big rivalry with them chavo classic this- chavo classic as, as they later be called yeah uh, him, those two went uh uh yeah Tit for tat for for a considerable amount of time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but I mean, he so Roddy would use a lot of tactics to kind of get under the skin and stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that probably, for being fair and honest, wouldn't get wouldn't fly by today. Uh, you know, a lot of racial leaning stuff for sure. Uh, you know, with the Guerreros, just for instance. Uh, you know, he the. The big thing, uh, the big storyline was he was going to show up and play like the Mexican national anthem. And he had said, I'm going to play this because I'm sorry for I've been acting. But he ends up playing, uh, what was it, like, uh, it was a very, very uh, Spanish song. I can't remember what it was. Uh, La Cucucharama? I never Caracha, said it right. Caracha. I like I like how I said it. Like Cucucharama? Yeah, did you, did you, just, you just keep backing up the cl- the claim we made it all those years ago yeah. when we started the show that we could not pronounce anything to save our lives. Right, that's right. That's what I do. <laughs> but let's 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 uh let's pretend that I'm you know a professional and go to 1984. And this is the year when Piper lands in the WWF. At the time, this is before, of course, the WWE told that F to get the F out. Uh, but what really happened was uh, a, a bunch of animals for the World Wildlife Fund said you can't use this anymore. Yes, yes, that's exactly we what don't happened. Want, we don't want to talk about that. Isn't it wild? <laughs> this is a quick side tangent. Uh, isn't it wild that they actually, you know, had a high-profile steroids case with the WWF, right? And they beat that. Like, they destroyed that, right? And that's despite the fact that they were guilty of sin. <laughs> and they destroyed that. Uh, but along comes this uh, little company. It says, uh, you know, this little uh, wildlife thing about animals and the WWF just gets destroyed <laughs> to where they have to change their name. Right? Isn't it? Yeah. It's, that's why I love every time I see the, the T-shirt, it says WWF, and it's like a panda with a chair. It's my, yes. fav- it's my favorite thing in the world, and I want to buy it so bad. <laughs> All right, so let's kind of talk about Piper's career and the WWF. Uh, the most famous, I would say, was Piper's Pit, right? That's a little show he would host, and a lot of really famous things in pro wrestling would happen. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Snuka, obviously, he hits Jimmy Snuka with a coconut. And I don't know if you've watched this recently, but he clocks him. He clocks him pretty good. Oh, yeah. There's no pull, no pull coconut. He did not pull pull back. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I also just yesterday watched the one with him and Andre the Giant. And it is fascinating. I highly recommend you. They're, they're all over YouTube. Highly recommend you find these. And the Andre the Giant one. <laughs> He's sitting there just uh, making all these little snide remarks to Andre. And finally, Andre just can't take it anymore. And they're both sitting down. Just remember this. 
Andre stands up and just grabs uh, Piper by around the neck and lifts him like it seemed like you know twenty feet in the air or something <laughs> like that, and just held him there. It was really impressive, uh, but I really recommend uh, those two for sure. Those are probably the most famous ones. But he did a lot of really uh, fun, interesting stuff for Piper's Pit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, to the could, point, there's the first talk show I think, right? I think there was the yeah. first pro wrestling talk show. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, it's the first pro wrestling talk show, and ever since uh, that's tried to be, you know, a lot of people have tried to do the same thing. Tried so to do, bad. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> ever work out. No. And I'm a giant Miz Mark, uh, and I hate it when he does it. Uh, but uh, okay, so he also, uh, whenever for whatever reason, whenever they would have somebody famous come in, and this is during they're starting to do the WrestleManias, right? Uh, they would, uh, you know, put them with Piper somehow. Uh, you know, Piper would famously kick Cindy Lauper and start that. Uh, you know, start that, and it would lead to a match with Lou Albano and and all of them being involved. Uh, that's pretty wild because I don't think people realize during this time, uh, Cindy Lauper was huge. Yeah, was she fell name. off not too long after. I mean, people know who she was, but her that was this was her like height of popularity. And for her to be involved with wrestling, the, the rock and wrestling connection and all that, it, yeah. it, th- this, I mean, everything just worked out right, you know, to, to really blow up wrestling. And, and Roddy Piper, whether you want to, whether people want to admit it or not, I know Hulk Hogan's a face of the company, but. Roddy Piper is a big part of why all that stuff blew up. Yeah, you you have to have you have to have a bad guy for this. Yep. Yeah, and of course, let's bring up the Mr. T stuff. Obviously, uh, Mr. T, a huge celebrity at this time with the A Team and uh, his own cereal. He had his own cereal. I mean, he, this dude was everywhere. So Rocky and, come out of that? I think Rocky Three was on around this time. It might have been out a little bit, a couple years before. But yeah, I don't remember. I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember which Rocky he was on. I think Hogan was in it, and there was a controversy. That's that's that was a big part of. I think Hogan going to the AWA. Hogan was in the first one uh, as Thunderlips. I thought that was the third one. Maybe it is the third one. I don't know. I haven't watched him in a while. Yeah, because he was champion. He was doing all the chi- the the fun. I know he got stuff in trouble while, for while it. Clubber, while Clubber Lang, Mister T was was working hard to get the title. That's what oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. Uh, well, that makes more sense too because Mr. T and Hulk Hogan were friends uh, yeah. in this universe. I'm sure they were in real life. I just don't know that for a fact. I do know that Piper in real life didn't like Mr. T because they thought you know the celebrities coming in taking somebody else's spot or something like that, which I get totally understand. I guess they made up like uh, like yeah. right before he died, which actually like I I heard the story like within the last couple months and it it put a smile on my face. Like they shook hands and hugged and talked and and all that stuff. It was cool. Yeah, so uh, Piper would actually go on to become a major part of these early WrestleManias. They're a lot of fun. It's mainly a lot of uh, Roddy just kind of <laughs> just trying to get under people's skin, which he was really good at. Uh, so I, I really recommend finding those matches. They're just really fun. Uh, and during his time, too, just like Hogan, he would go out and start doing a little bit of TV and some movies uh and stuff like that while still doing wrestling from time to time and we're going to come back to that later on in the did you knows but uh don't worry we're going to talk about it uh, i can't go talk about roddy piper not talk they live so don't you <laughs> don't you fret uh it was also during this time he wouldn't just stay with wwf he would go to wcw uh you know in the 90s the late 90s uh and he would kind of go back and forth honestly between them uh, but then in 2003, he famously appeared on an episode of Real Sports with Brian Gumble. Is that show still around? I don't think it is. I don't believe so. I remember it being a big deal when it was around, though. Like they they had a lot of uh, like big time athletes on that show that would say stuff. I do remember this show. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything recently on it. Uh, but anyway, when he was on this episode, uh, this is where he said that. Basically, you know, a lot of uh, he was kind of saying what everybody was kind of thinking. A lot of these wrestlers uh, are dying at younger ages. Uh, they're not being taken care of after they're after they're finished with their you know careers are kind of washed up. And, uh, you know, WWE at the time or whoever it was just wasn't doing anything for them and that type of stuff. And that sort of gets him blackballed from uh, 
WWF at the time because this is when WCW is already gone. And uh, it took a bit, but he does end up coming back because he becomes uh, uh, he becomes a member of the Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's a first ballot Hall of Famer all the way. For uh, sure. For sure. And, he, and during this time, he's going on doing all kinds of movies and stuff. Uh, and then uh, July 31st, 2015, the day that Matt and I both, uh, well, I know I cried, so I'm just assuming Matt did. Uh, Roddy Piper would pass away. Uh, I believe it was a heart attack, I think, or something like that. But it was, uh, but it's very sad, uh, very emotional day for me. That was probably right up there with uh, Robin Williams passing away for me. Like these are just two pillars of my childhood, you know. Like I just, they just hurt. Yeah. And so it was probably uh, a year or two after I had met him as well, and that's what I think what bothered me the most about it because he was how friendly he was. He was probably the nicest Hall of Famer, like wrestling legend that like i had ever been on a show with one of the nicest ones for no reason and uh it just it it reinforced everything that he talked about and like believed in because i know not to go back too far but i know in tna like he called out vince russo like on a live shoot like like a in a shoot promo and just destroyed him for ruining and taking young guys careers and ruining it he was always about the boys and the young kids and developing them he seemed to care he legitimately did. And that's like, that's hard to see. Uh, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's actually legitimately hard to come by, especially at that level, at that level of popularity and where they were at on the company um, at, at any given time. It was, you know, it, it, that was a very responsible way to be. And people just labeled them crazy and, and, and whatnot. So. Yeah. I wasn't lucky enough to ever meet him, but you're not the only person I know who did meet him. And the stories are very similar. Yeah. Uh, I've not heard a negative thing from people who've actually met the man, who actually got to meet the man. But that was the life of Rowdy Roddy Piper. I think it's time for us to get into some math stats. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Matt's stats, and uh, we're going to go through. We have cagematch.net, our favorite website when it does not crash for Roddy Piper uh, stats and such. So officially recorded. I'm sure there's some other small time ones in there, but at least televised matches. Uh, Roddy Piper has had 1,840 matches in his career, at least. I'm sure, again, I'm sure it's a I'm lot. Sure, more. I'm sure there's more, but that's still a lot. Yeah. That's still a lot. So televised, he has 900, 904 of those are wins. So 49.1% of his matches have ended up in wins. 789 of them have ended up in losses, 42.9% of his matches. And 8%, 147, have ended up in draws. All right, his last official pro wrestling match was 2011. Or pro, year of pro wrestling was 2011. He had four matches that year and won all four of them. So he had a nice win percentage. His first match was in ni- matches were in 1973. That's when he made his debut. He went four and five in his rookie season, so to speak. Uh, the year he had the most wins was 1981. Uh, two oh, excuse me, most matches. Pardon me, two hundred and ten with a sixty-eight and one. Oh, damn, he was on. He was on his back quite a bit. Uh, sixty-eight and one hundred and twenty-one. The year with the most wins, however, was nineteen eighty-three. Hundred and five wins to forty-five losses. So that's right before he gets scooped up by, uh, by Vince. I think yeah. he's yeah. NWA well, at also, this time. That also makes sense too because. That's kind of the Hill's job, right? Like your uh, your job is to make people want to see this match, and the payoff is the babyface winning. So if you're the bad guy, you're going to be getting pinned a lot. That's just how it kind of works. Correct, correct. And you can start to see, like with the rise of Hogan, 
Um, you know, it, they, them needing a solid heel in 85, and he just lost his just shot through the roof. 85, he was 25 and 83 on um, in televised matchups and stuff like that. But um, but he stayed pretty active. He worked, let's see, over that run between 73 and 2011, he really didn't miss much time. Uh, let's see, you know, he missed 93, 2000, 2001, 2002, 04, 07, and that's it. So maybe five, six years away. Completely. Yeah, he would ever once in a while take uh, sabbaticals or whatever you want to call them. Uh, which, is, which I honestly think, even though I'm a big fan of pro wrestling, I think a lot of wrestlers should kind of follow, man, because that's oh, a hard 100%. job. That's a 100%. hard job. You need that. You need that recovery time, and uh, a lot of these companies aren't going <laughs> to aren't just going to give you that. So no, they I know don't it's hard care. to do that. Yeah, I know it's hard to do that because you know you don't lose your spot or or just for the money part of it. But I think for mental and physical health, it, it's a much needed thing. I agree. Um, yeah, big time family guy too. And he, 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 that was a very important factor with a lot of his businesses and so to speak. Um, all right. So some of his achievements over the years, achievements, titles, that sort of thing, uh, a three time NWA mid Atlantic heavyweight champion, uh, a bit, uh, NWA mid Atlantic tag team champion with big John stud. He was an NWA television champion twice. He was NWA WCW United States champion three times. He was the NWA Canadian tag team champion, the Vancouver iteration with uh, Rick Martel. NWA America's heavyweight champion five times. Uh, NWA America's tag team champion seven times, twice with Crusher Verdu, uh, once with Adrian Adonis, once with Chavo Guerrero, once with Kengo Kimura, one with Ron Bass and one once with the hangman. Uh, he was NWA world light heavyweight champion, NWA United States heavyweight champion, the San Francisco version, uh, NWA world tag team champion, the San Francisco version of that with uh, Ed Wiskowski, uh, NWA Pacific Northwest heavyweight champion twice, uh, NWA Pacific Northwest tag team champion with killer Brooks, Rick Martell three times and Mike Popovich, and NWA American Tag Team Champion with Bulldog Brower. Now, there could be some missing in here because I don't see some of his WWE titles. I know, I don't know why they don't have that acknowledged on this website, but he was Intercontinental Champion once, yeah. which he did lose to Bret Hart in a, um, it was a nice moment for his character at that point in time. He also was temporarily a tag team he, for a little bit of time. He was tag team champions with Ric Flair, um, Roddy Piper and Ric Flair in about 06, 07. I think they beat the spirit squad uh, for the tag team champions. And they were on a European, oh, they were on a European tour and Roddy, I guess in the Bruce Pritchard tells the story. Roddy showed, he had like some kind of like growth or something on his back and it was bad. And Roddy wanted to just work. And and Bruce is like, no, you got to go. So they they worked some angle. So we never got to. He never officially like personally dropped the titles, but he was a tag team champion uh, within uh, about fifteen years ago. So that is uh, that's pretty wild. Not Spirit bad, right? Squad just brought back a lot of memories, <laughs> <laughs> right? So um, so there it is, everybody. That's the match stats portion of the show. Let's get on over to Johnny's. Did you know? in front of his own son I can't help but believe this is one of the most reprehensible things I have ever seen Roddy Piper I'm real sorry okay go get him dad young man is crying Right. Roddy Piper was actually a black belt in judo 
uh, in 2007, this was pretty fun. In 2007, uh, he actually joined fellow wrestler Sergeant Slaughter as uh, two wrestlers who became GI Joes. You can get a you can get a oh, that's Roddy Piper. And here's my favorite Roddy Piper story that I ever heard and saw. Uh, Piper was once booked to wrestle the bear, right? He's like, oh, I'm wrestling the bear. So he's going into his thinking that that's this wrestler's gimmick, right? Like, oh, man, I'm going to be wrestling the bear. Because that sounds like a really good wrestling name. There's quite a few people who name bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what he finds out is that it's actually a real Kodiak bear. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the plan was... He's supposed to pin this bear and win the match. Um, nobody told the bear this. So, <laughs> so he's having this match with this bear, and this bear's getting the upper hand. I don't know if people realize this. First of all, bears, uh, Kodiak bears especially, are huge. These things are big. These things are big uh, yeah. behemoths. Of, like, like a ton of, like literally like at least a ton, some yeah. of them. They're pretty damn yeah. close, too. And if you get in a fight with them, uh, they're going to win. That's just how it's going to go. So uh, he wasn't getting the upper hand. Roddy wasn't. They actually ended up, uh, the handler of the bear had to tranquilize the poor bear for Roddy to be able to pin this thing (laughs) because it wasn't wasn't having it. And then I also read somewhere that Piper uh, said that, Someone had actually put honey on his trucks or something like that to make this bear go after. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's one of my favorite things because he's not the only pro wrestler who wrestled a bear, right? This has happened. This is a popular thing. The Hearts actually used to have a bear. Yeah. The Hart family had a bear that they kept on in in their their property that they they would use for wrestling occasions. It was a friendly little bear, but... Yeah, they, they will legit have a wrestling bear. It, you know what it reminds me of? Every time I hear somebody wrestling a bear, it reminds me of semi-pro when Will Ferrell's character, Jackie Moon, wrestles the bear or the bear, yes. the bear gets loose or something like that. Yes. Uh, I don't know why, but it reminds me of that very infamous episode of Six Million Dollar Man where he's wrestling Andre the Giant, who's uh, actually playing Bigfoot. Or oh, yeah. yeah. I think about that. Uh, oh, man. All right. But let's... Uh, <laughs> One of the greatest fights in all of TV history. So good. So good. Oh, and right up there with that Star Trek one that I love. All right. <laughs> TV shows and movies. Let's talk about some of the stuff he did, right? Uh, I'm not naming everything. You can get a whole list. It's a lot of stuff. I'm just going to kind of go over the highlights, the ones that stood out to me, uh, probably the ones that people would recognize the most. Uh, he was He did a voice on an episode of Adventure Time, which was this cartoon that I actually really loved that was out. It's not been on for years now, but it was a Cartoon Network show. It was really good. Uh, he was on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, he did a voice for a video game that's really good, man. I don't know if you ever played this. Saints Row 4? I have not. I think I played the first Saints Row. I never really got into it, but that's actually really cool that he was in Saints Row 4. Is that the one uh, the, where you can like, beat people up with a dildo? I think so, yeah. Is that three? It's either 3 or 4. Uh, 4 is the one where it gets really wild and crazy. And just kind of starts in like there's aliens and everything. It's a lot of fun, but it's just over the top and goofy. Uh, he was on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Was he really? Yes. Yeah. I want to cover that show someday on here. We have to. Because when you're in Texas, you look behind you because, Matt, that's where a ranger's going to be. I'm about to listen to that theme song as soon as we get off this episode. I <laughs> love Walker, Texas Ranger. I can't believe I didn't know that. That was uh that was appointment viewing for my household. At, at uh, channel uh, thirty six in, in in Niagara Falls USA Network used to watch all of it, and I, oh, I was just adored. I still get rerun today. Like uh, I've caught it on I reruns. Haven't watched, I used to watch it all the time on TV Land, and I can't find it anymore. It's gonna be streaming somewhere, right? It, it has to be. It's good. Yeah, television. I have to look that up. Um, he was on. Another cartoon that I absolutely loved, the Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, there's a whole episode. You can find this one online uh, on YouTube. The whole episode is actually, uh, you know, it's where they would do the live parts and then the cartoon would be in the middle of it. Yeah, that was uh, the uh, Albano 
right? Yes. Timothy Albano. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Albano played Mario uh, in this in the episode because I actually did watch it yesterday. But in this episode, uh, apparently, uh, for whatever reason, despite them being plumbers, uh, you know, uh, Roddy had had them fix and clean his bagpipes, uh, but uh, they messed it up, and it kind of goes on from there. Oh, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty goofy, but very enjoyable. Okay. Uh, he was on the RoboCop TV series. Uh, he was on um, Hulk Hogan. I remember this one. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon. He did his voice of his own character. That cartoon's pretty great. Not because I, I've actually never watched it. I've actually never oh watched man, it. a lot of the actual wrestlers did the voices on it, and that's what makes it. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, he was on Hi- the Highlander TV series. He was on the Zorro TV series in the 90s. These are all shows that I watched, so it's pretty wild. Uh, but let's talk about two films. Uh, let's talk about Hell Comes to Frogtown. That's one that he's very famously known for. It's a very out there movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, Matt. I I may have. I think damn our, one of the shows on our network, Damn That Scary, actually covered it once. Yeah, I mean, you got to if you're doing a movie show. Yeah, I mean, it's just a a must. But, of course, the big one is They Live. Uh, That's the one that will always stand out. That's just a – that's kind of a a classic now, a cult classic, I would dare say. It's really hard to find anyone who's at least not – who at least doesn't know the gimmick of They Live, about putting on the glasses and seeing uh, the aliens, you know. Uh, Man, I remember when I was a kid going over to my uncle's house, and this movie was playing – this is when I was really young and it freaked me out. Right. It actually really freaked me out because uh, I was just a little stupid kid. And now as a stupid adult, I can watch it and really enjoy it. Uh, but uh, I just remember being really scared of it when I first saw it the first time, but man, I really love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that one a long time. I, my first time watching it was on, it was on like AMC or uh, was it Turner classic movies or something like that. And it was the yeah. longest that, that fight in the alley. Yes. It was so long and unnecessary my dad's just sitting there like what well, no, no, no. it's it's gonna get better it's gonna get like he's trying to he's like commentating me through this again no like it's 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 gonna get much better and he just just keeps going on and on and on right yeah. roddy piper like bulldog the dude or something like that it was just it was crazy it was crazy. that fight is so famous that other stuff have uh have uh kind of parried it oh yeah you know south park did it uh, on an episode and a couple other stuff uh things have uh kind of taking that <laughs> that route because it's a fight that if you've never actually seen it it does go on forever <laughs> forever and ever and it's a fight between two supposed friends uh but yeah uh highly recommend they live if you've never seen it it's a it's just a really fun goofy movie all right but that's the did you know for roddy piper let's get into where roddy piper stands in pop culture today to try to maim the champion a little bit before WrestleMania 3. No, no. You're talking about a man who has fought the world's heavyweight champion. You're talking about a man that didn't back down, and I ain't the champion right now, huh? You think that big guy will stand any kind of chance? Same chance Adrian Adonis is going to stand. Exactly the same. I want you to check out something just because we're leaving. That don't mean that we're quitting or backing off. No retreat, no surrender. Just check this mug out right here, huh? Look at that. Let's put a little pressure on that. Look at that. Oh, come on down, baby. I think you're nice and sweet, Adrian. I've got a little present for you. Huh? All right. I think this one may not be as cut and dry as others, right? Like he, uh, if we were doing this podcast in the, you know, in the two th- early 2000s, we would definitely be saying, man, we're going to be talking about this guy for a long time just because his legacy definitely lives on and stuff like that. Um, we're kind of in a, I think it's going to kind of go with how wrestling's being perceived during the time, right? Uh, you know, because that's even though he did all these awesome and fun uh, things outside of wrestling, wrestling is what he's going to be known for. Yeah. Uh, so if wrestling's having a down year, uh, and you could argue that it kind of is right now, it's kind of maybe it's just me, but I know Matt's on the same page as me. I, I hate, haven't. I, I hate pro wrestling. No, yeah, I haven't watched. I, I haven't it. watched a 
either company, any company, I haven't watched their it's stuff terrible. in probably at least a year. I keep up with it from time to time, just like uh, through Twitter or whatever. Yeah, that's uh, but about I it. actually watched. Yeah, I watched like the CM Punk MJF like clip on YouTube, but I yeah. cannot. I cannot just sit through an entire wrestling show. It's yeah, I, I can't do it anymore either. Uh, that just makes me sad. And I've gone back and watched the old stuff that even though that stuff's old and it's not good, it's just more enjoyable. <laughs> yes. I'm the, I will sit on YouTube and listen or watch old stuff all the time. And yeah. I, and it, it has my int- attention. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty wild how that happens. But uh, I think as long as pro wrestling is around and that will always be around, uh, you're, you know, his legacy will live on, uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, just look at uh, Rhonda Rousey, right? Like she was very much influenced by him, uh, took the rowdy moniker. Uh, well, she didn't take it; she actually asked for permission. Yeah, he gave it to her. She let her, He got to use the. He, she got to wear his jacket, leather yeah. jacket, and her shirt was designed based off of the hot rod T-shirt design. Yeah, the whole which is really thing. cool, man. Yeah. That's so cool, and that's one T-shirt that I never got that I really wish I had gotten. Is that hot rod shirt? Very famous hot rod, uh, but. I kind of think as long as pro wrestling is around, his, uh, you know, we'll always talk about the legends. Uh, and some of them have come off uh, as years have passed. Some of them have, uh, they've been tarnished. <laughs> and that's putting it nicely. And some of them have not. And uh, thankfully, overall, though, there are some stuff, if you really dig into it, uh, that he, that I'm sure he's not even proud of. Right. Uh, that he wasn't proud of um, that are very suspect. Uh, but overall, uh, not near as tarnished as others. <laughs> no, uh, and no. I think he's still looked at as a legend for sure, especially in the wrestling circles. Uh, but uh, movies like They Live and Hell Comes to Frogtown kind of get second and third lives every once in a while, and that's also going to keep him around, right? Like They Live gets quoted; it's got uh, gifs or gifs, whatever you, whatever it's called, um, and uh, all the time now, all the time. So. Uh, I mean, those quotes that we were saying at the first of the episode, those get quoted all the time, too. So 100 percent. Yeah, uh, I think his legacy is going to kind of live on, thankfully, for quite some time. What about you, Matt? I I, I mean, I definitely agree that with that, too. I think it's a pretty it's a commonality. I I think Roddy Piper's legacy is fine. And and the way I look at it, I the some of the questionable things that Roddy Piper may have done on TV or in the sake of playing a character when heat was dead, when heat was much different, you can do a lot more with it. Roddy Piper, yeah. the person you've never, nobody's ever really heard something truly bad about his character, right? Nothing derogatory, um, racist, anything like that. Nobody's really ever heard of that. Everything that was done was on camera to be a character, to make people want to hate him. And he was very, very good at his job at doing it. And that's why people, you know, we'll always hold them in high regard. Uh, you know, even though wrestling's in a down period, people are always going. To, I mean, for at least for several you know generations left, you know, people our age, people our parents' age who grew up watching Roddy, uh, you know, they're gonna be like, oh, it's nothing like what it was like when Hulk Hogan or Roddy Piper were on top. It's always everything is always going to get compared to that era. It's yep. either the attitude era or the golden era, that eighties, that eighties, early nineties uh, time period. That's how it always goes. So, um, so yeah, I think Roddy Piper's legacy is fine. All right. You know, they, they continue to honor him. Uh, and yeah, the, these kids, these kids, these days, they think, man, they think Roman Reigns is a good wrestler, like a good, like person, like wrestling character and all that. They have no idea. They have no yeah. idea. <laughs> It's like, I mean, Roddy's moments are so much bigger than anything. Like, I think about the parking lot brawl with, uh, or the Hollywood lot brawl with Goldust. Yes. When they ripped <laughs> off the OJ Simpson chase, which is <laughs> yeah. so funny. With Bronco and everything. Yeah. <laughs> they, that one, um, you know, him at Hulk Hogan's side when Andre turned heel, right? Like, in, in the, the, the boxing match, WrestleMania won, um, you know coming back to Russell Hollywood Hogan and in WCW and, and just in managing, like, even for me, I know it's a small one and not one that a lot of people think finally back on, but him coming back to, to, to manage Sean O'Hare in 03 and, and challenge Mr. America 
Again, that was like, there's a lot of really great moments in, in his career that will are, you know, will outlive anything that's going on right now. So Roddy Piper's doing just, just fine. Yeah, I agree. Well, that was our episode on Rowdy, Roddy Piper, Matt, tell the listeners, the poppers, as I like to call them, which is a terrible name. Uh, tell them uh, who are we going to be talking about on the next episode of Retro Pop. I am so elated. All right. So it has been a long time. I, I talk about this guy all the time on one of my other show, my other show, The Two Point Conversation. But it has been a long time since I've actually got to do a whole episode just breakdown of this career. Johnny, I actually really think you're going to love this guy. I don't know how familiar you're with him. He is a uh, he's a good family man. He's one of the, the 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 funniest and best trash talkers in NFL history, and he doesn't swear. Oh, I'm on board already. All right. His name is Philip Rivers, and he is my favorite NFL player of all time, former L.A. Chargers, former Indianapolis Colts quarterback. I cannot wait to do an entire episode breakdown on him. It's uh, – I can't wait to learn about his trash talking without cussing. That's what I, I'm really interested in. I'm actually going to send you a video. There's a 40, there's a 40 minute long video of him mic'd up with just him making up swear words and just talk. It is the funniest thing. Johnny, oh, you're going to love it. So he may um, become my favorite football player ever. Honestly, the way you talk, it reminds me a lot. Cause I, I don't think I've ever heard you swear. <laughs> you filter a lot of words. I do, yeah. You filter a lot of words with other words to, re- yep. to replace your swear words. So I, yeah. I feel like this is why I really think you're going to appreciate this guy. He, he, might might be my become, kindred, he might be my kindred spirit for a lot of, I was going to say he might, he might replace Charles Barkley as one of your favorite sports players of all time. He might. He might. He might. Oh. All right. So I'm looking forward to that. I yeah. can learn. I can't wait to actually dive into Philip Rivers for next time on retro pop. Uh, For Matt Johnson, I'm Johnny Towns. We appreciate all you who listen and stay tuned until next time and join us. And of course, kicking the make sure nobody's around ass and taking names because Matt and I have run out of bubble gum. (laughs) 